Welcome to Heartfelt Awakening Radio. We are continuing our transformational journeys to spirit. And today we are with Denise Wester. And I cannot wait to get into the details and discussion with Denise. I am your host, Denny Van. And be sure to like and subscribe. And we want to hear from you. And if you have heartfelt stories to share about your transformational journey to spirit, Spirit, you can do that at heartfeltawakening.com slash podcast guest to share your story. But Denise, welcome. Denise lives in the Pacific Northwest with her husband, Kevin, and seven grandchildren. Oh my God, I bet you're busy. And being in that area, you enjoy riding your bike, kayaking. Oh my God, I'm turning into a total jellyfish camping with the family, and you have a passion for great wine, and you have a blog about it. We're going to have all that information in the show notes on how to get in touch with Denise and learn about that, but I want to talk about your experience, your experience through being courageous, taking action, getting unstuck, and finding your personal power. What is that transformational story that got you there? What was before that? Well, I was raised in a restrictive religion and that just was so hard growing up. I never felt right. It always felt wrong. It felt uncomfortable to be always judged, held to being accountable for something that you had no idea how to get through and oh, this being judged and told you never did it right, never did it enough, always being under scrutiny. And finally, I was got the courage and left as an adult, got married, and we both left the religion in our 20s. And you know, we had four children, and then we went through bankruptcy and divorce. I found myself a welfare mother with four kids and moved 12 times in one year, just chasing a bad marriage, making so many mistakes and wrong turns. And then finally ended up back here in my hometown and just called the welfare office after, you know, not having power for two weeks. And I called the welfare office one day and I said, I just want to, you know, uh, get off welfare, get educated. What can you do to help me? And, you know, click down. And they were like, you don't have an education. You have four kids. You're not going to afford daycare. You are where you need to be. Click. And I just remember feeling, no, this is not where I want to be. And so I took action and got, um, you know, made a difference for myself. And then later I got into a really good job. I was so passionate about a big, a great sales position. And I found myself in a very severe car accident. And it took me several years of rehabilitation the pain, the trauma, doctors, 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 pain clinics, ther- therapies. Finally, you know, heard some answers of taking control of that and getting better and just being through multiple job pivots, you know, unemployed during COVID. I've actually been laid off from jobs four times, that passionate sales job I had. And so, and I realized through all these different things, I was able to pivot out of it and really find my personal power and gain strength from going through these instead of letting them be struggles that stopped me in my tracks and didn't let me grow. Absolutely. And you said you took action. So you called the welfare office. 
that that right there taking action took a lot of courage what was going through your mind picking up the phone and asking for help and then being denied yeah, yeah you know it was so crazy because at the time like I said you know, we got into this house. I was so poor. I couldn't even turn the power on for two weeks. I was waiting for my next welfare check. And so the kids and I were just basically camping in this house, you know? And so it's like, we get into our routine. I'm able to get the power on. I found a home for us, even though it was a horrible place, you know, mold was growing on the wall and I had to wipe it down every day. And, and I was like, okay, I've got this. I've got myself organized. I've got the power on. We're in a routine with the kids. I'm going to call the welfare office. I'm sure there's a program. You know, I was really excited, you know, and then just to be told, you don't have a degree. You don't have anybody to watch the kids. You are where you should be. And that getting off the phone, I still remember that feeling. It's like the door just got slammed on me. I just got put in a box. I just got pigeonholed and wow, you know, I was like, no, no, I want more than this. I was raised by a welfare mother and we, that was my mom's excuse for never doing anything. So, no, we're on a fixed income. We can't do this. We can't do this. Our, that was our story of our life growing up. And I did not want that for my children. I did not want that to be giving up and saying, okay, I'm, we're going to be taken care of minimally for the rest of our life. I'm going to be happy with $300 a month to take care of everything and $70 a, a month to uh, feed my kids. It's like, absolutely. Oh, and you know, with yeah. welfare, absolutely. And with welfare, it, you, with your mother growing up, my mother too, and her mother, she was, my grandmother was a single mother you weren't allowed to have a phone at that time. So when you're on welfare, you're put in a mindset that you can't get extra job because you'll have your benefits taken away. Right. So it puts this in that cycle of welfare. And what you did was recognize you had to get out of that. So you were put in a box. You said, no, this is not what I want. Then what did you do? Well, it's like, I was had great some opportunities. I took action and took that step forward into the scary part for two things. My aunt at the time, she gave me a subscription to the local newspaper and which I thought was weird at the time because I wasn't a newspaper reader and I had no time to do a crossword puzzle with four kids. And But I one day I read the paper and there was a whole excerpt in there about um, the local college was doing a women in transition program on Saturday they took care of the daycare every single Saturday. You put the kids in their daycare at the college. And then they had a group of women. It was called Women in Transition. And they taught us, you know, skills, resume skills, how to get, apply for grants, to go to school. They had speakers in. And plus, it was just a great community. I mean, there was other welfare moms like me. There was women in hiding with their kids because they were abuses. There was older women who had all of a sudden found themselves divorced and they'd taken care of their man and children their entire life. Now what? And it was a great community of women and it was so empowering. And so me making that choice to pick up that newspaper that one day when usually I just threw them in the garbage and read that and called the college immediately called them. like, I want to do this. And so got that support. And so that was on the road for saying yes to myself. Plus at the time, the attorney that I hired to is a family attorney. He only did real estate, but he said he would do a divorce for us and for me. And I, he, I paid him $25 a month to get my divorce. 
and we're at court finally doing the court appearance. And he goes, you know, I'm opening up an escrow office with my, um, with my piece of the attorney business. Would you like to come work for me? And I was like, I don't know nothing about real estate. I know nothing about the law, you know, and here was somebody giving me an opportunity. And I said, yes, I didn't know what I was going to do with the kids. I didn't know what I had anything to do, but I just said, yes. And, and um, through my kids were in Head Start through Head Start, which is a community program uh, for, for, um, for preschool. They told me that the welfare does have a program. It's called 30 and a third where it's a click down and they give you daycare credits and things like that. So, I mean, all these different things you saying yes to lead you to opportunities for furthering that. It was, it was really great unfolding from going from no, you're shut in a box to saying yes to making little steps of seeing these opportunities and how it just kind of takes you and propels you forward. Saying yes begets yeses. Absolutely. And, you know, you probably got off welfare with that job, right? Because, you know, you're making money. Oh, no, we got to take that away from you. <laughs> so um, that's this is fantastic. And so your kids get into a program. What's going through your mind? Because now you're saying yeses. And yet here's this aunt that gives you a subscription to a newspaper and you're like, all right, well, and then one day you say yes to it and boom, timing, talk about timing, right? Yes. Then what happened? Well, I was off of welfare. I actually bought a house and, you know, got at the, the real, that attorney, he's like realized that it wasn't uh, financially able to uh, support a person in that position anymore. And so I became unemployed but I was got a job right away at a title company since I had escrow experience and um, got a job doing title title company. And I loved it, made money I've never made before and learned that skill. And what was interesting is I was in that job for several years, then a recession hit and I, they were even training me to get licensed, to be a licensed escrow closer and they came in one day and said, sorry, we're going to have to let you go since the real estate market, we're going into a recession. I was devastated. I thought I had everything mapped out. I cried. I started crying. I cried while I was loading up my desk. I cried my whole way home. And unfortunately, it was my birthday, my actual birthday, too. So I get home. My husband comes home. He's already, we're all ready to have a party for me with the kids. And I'm crying. And I was just so devastated. I thought my whole vision had just gotten taken away from me. And it was, you know, and I, so I got over that really fast and I got another job in retail. So it was a recession. I had to go to do retail and it, I really honed my sales skills there. I'd never done sales before. And, but I saw these other women just kicking ass in there in this, you know, and I was like, okay, they're having fun. They're having fun and they're getting to know their customer, even though this job sucks and people are so mean to us. And, and there was other people there working in the financial industry too, since we were in a recession. So that led me to just see an opportunity and making more money in that job by doing great at sales and just getting into the mode of, I'm going to be here to serve the people, whatever they come in, I'm going to be hundred percent honed in onto them. And so that led me into getting into sales. I went on to do a telecom sales job. 
I then went on to working for a major food service company for 18 years as a sales job. And um, it's some great opportunities and growth just by taking those leaps. <laughs> taking the leaps. Yeah. Yes. And saying yes. Right. Because, mm -hmm. you know, these these systems like welfare and those kind of things, they do really create that mindset. But once you say yes, and it's like, all right, I'm saying yes, even though you got fired, and then you said yes, and then you got fired, right? So yeah. you keep going, you keep going and getting better. So this is fantastic. So you talk about um, sharing methods and tools that helped you through this whole process in your book, Busting Through. Can you tell us more about your book? Yes. Well, like that, I was one day just um, realized in 2018 that I had, I was unemployed again. Um, and I was like, you know, this didn't even click for me. I got unemployed. And I remember that story when I was just crying when I got laid off from the title company. And then I was, I've gone through four layoffs and I realized that um, I, now I just look forward to the next opportunity. It's just going to get better. And I knew there's something's going to happen. That's going to be better than that. I, it was meant to be for me time for me to move on and step it up a notch. And so one day in 2018, it's like, I'm going to write down these things that I do for myself, these methods and strategies that help me pivot out of these circumstances. And so I did, I wrote it all down at the time I called it title. This is what I know. And I just, you know, data dumped the book and it all just came together. But then um, I was like, I can't write this. This is so much. This is like, I can't put this out there talking about the religion, which is a huge no, no talking about being on welfare, which you, I still realized I had some shame behind the share and admit that I was on welfare. So I, I kind of just had it in the back of my mind this, but in 2019, my daughter and I were down in Santa Barbara wine tasting and um, my, her cousin goes, you know, you've been through so much, you should write a book. And I'm like, well, I did, um, but I, I think I'm going to get it going and get published. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get this self-published. And I know I have a rule with myself. Anytime I say something out loud, I own it. I follow through with it and I do it. I make a, I made a pact with myself to always follow through on my own promises. And so I did when COVID hit, I was like, okay, this, I was unemployed again. And I made a, a rule. It's like get up in the morning. I meditate to get down. I come up to my office here and I write. And that was really hard. Um, Cause I'd wrote, written the book, but I knew it needed to have all filled in and I knew it needed editing and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, like everybody in the beginning of COVID uh, watching too much news, making and eating too much sourdough bread, stopped exercising because I didn't have the gym anymore. And so I was just in this fog. So I was like, okay, stop the news, got rid of the apps, got rid of anybody toxic on social media that, that wasn't empowering, got on a bike and started riding the road. And then I made a law for myself, a rule to, to write and just started editing, just sitting structure, changing words around. And then it just flowed, the creativity, it just flowed and filling in the book. And so, you know, some of my methods are, you know, number one is like, I want somebody, the number one thing that you can do for yourself right now, everybody listen to this, the number one thing to get clarity, to get 
to get um, action on your goals, to even discover your goals, discover your destiny and put those stories behind you. What's that one thing? Journaling. Journaling is so powerful. It saved my life during some of those times. And it's just a great conversation you have with yourself to unpack your soul and to get clarity. And I highly recommend doing it. And that's what my book, the premise of my book is really the foundation of it. And then I build from there. Excellent. We will have a link to that in the show notes as well. So very, this is such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. So you mentioned that you're a certified life coach mm -hmm. and that you help people to overcome the stories holding them back. So what would that look like with working with someone who's holding on to those stories? What does that look like? Yeah. Well, you know, it's like we realize that there, we all have these stories in our head and they're all there from our childhood. Even, you know, it's like they say that our mind holds on to things from year to zero to seven and it's just in there. And so many of us bury that why we're stuck. And a lot of people don't even know why they're stuck until you start writing it down, talking about it, unpacking it and getting honest. And that's scary. And a lot of times, Fear is holding us back and fear. You got to realize fear is there to, to protect us. We have this in us to protect us from, you know, oh, there's, you know, a cliff there. We're not going to walk over it. You know, this is, you know, our safe, keeping us safe. But so many times we've got fear that is holding us back from doing the things we should be doing. So taking that one little step towards maybe writing a book, taking that one step to maybe you want to be an artist and write only art in Crayolas, but you're afraid because maybe you're thinking somebody's going to ridicule because you just want to do it in Crayolas or you're afraid. It's like, nobody's going to like what you do. So those are not healthy fears. Those are fears that are keeping you stuck. And my book, we're going to uncover that. You're going to unfold that by journaling and super I call it like supercharging all of these is by getting a feelings behind it, getting emotion. Once you journal, talk about it out loud to yourself and re reprogram yourself with affirmations. If you just wrote that, Oh, I can't write a book because I'm stupid. No, you saying I am, you write it down. I have a whole section of my book for affirmations. I am smart and clever and creative and I can rock whatever decision I make. So we start reprogramming and you say it out loud. So you hear it, get it in your heart. So you feel it, get those emotions and that supercharges you into action. Absolutely. And you mentioned a couple other really, really important steps that you did. Mm -hmm. Number one, you followed through on your own promises. Mm -hmm. Number two, you got honest with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So somebody who is kind of in the situation, you know, we have listeners who are in different situations. Mm -hmm. What is one thing you would tell them right now? Number one is to love yourself. Be present with yourself and you're honest with yourself and being present to what you are needing. Being present is always so good to be when you're in conversation, somebody to be listening, but being present is also listening to yourself, that little teeny voice inside there that is saying, I want to write a book, but scary. 
or I want to be an artist, no ridicule, start listening to that little voice and, and listening to it and giving it an actual bigger voice from your head and taking action and that self-love. And the third thing you need to be doing is self-love, taking a time for yourself. And it doesn't mean only about bubble baths. It's like I said, being present with yourself, taking a walk, taking a little time out to get clarity with your day, your mentally. One day, like for example, I have a new job and it's a huge learning curve. And plus I've been trying to put this book out. And one day I got a headache and I hadn't had a headache since my car accident. I cured myself from that. And I got a worst headache. I came home and I usually always come home. I immediately do my chores and I get my bike ride in, start on dinner. And I had this headache and I'm going, my body's telling me to stop. I was present and I listened to myself right there. I poured myself a glass of wine, sat on my back deck and just watched my hummingbirds and my headache went away. And so you need to be listening to what your body is needing. And it's okay to take that little time out to do so. Amen. It's okay. okay. It's okay. Yeah. And you know, I'd like to add on to what you were talking about with self-care. Um, you know, for myself, and I'm 55. For so many years, it was always kids, career, and all that stuff. And, and I'm in a place now where I can choose the contracts that I want, and I can choose the time off that I want. Self-care for me became learning a new instrument. And polishing up an old instrument, my voice. And so this has this ritual of playing the drum and singing has become a self-care ritual. And the power that we have with the choices that we make and what makes our hearts sing. So that's the hard part because it yeah. took me 55 years to find that, right? Yeah. But I was in the right place and it was the right time. And we talked about timing before you know and mm -hmm. the newspaper showing up at the right time and all of a sudden seeing that ad at the right time yeah. and then this whole domino effect happening so it's going to be okay thank you Denise for being with me on this journey I yeah. appreciate that yes it's been great I I'm glad glad that we made this connection as we've talked about we have so much synchronicity going with us and I'm so so blessed with this opportunity to get to know you how did we connect um I think it was on Facebook wasn't it one of the um podcast connection groups? I love there's one podcast group that I like and I think I posted one a one sheet question yeah yeah. Yeah. Did you post your one sheet? Maybe you posted your one I, sheet. I think I sent it to you. Yes. Most excellent. <laughs> they were all so helpful. All right. So thank you so much for being on this journey with me. And I look forward to the next episode of Transformational Journeys to Spirit. Be well. Thank you.